0: What are you looking for? I left my bottle of water somewhere and now I'm all disoriented.
1: uh <laughs> Stop the show.
0: <laughs> Go to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> I, Go. Might have, I might have left it outside when I was talking with Brad Williams. Yeah,
1: Brad's probably, he threw it in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. We don't recycle around here. We throw it, We don't even throw it in the garbage. We throw it right in the, the gutter outside. Brad
0: Williams has it. Oh, he's got it. I'm carrying his water.
1: <laughs> he's carrying the water. He's carrying the whole company. Uh, well. All right. See you, Brad. All right. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Friday with I, I am so terrible, Rick, at forgetting
0: my water. I'll not bring water to class, and then my throat
1: will just be like killing me by the end is it impossible then to get you a like like a yeti type bottle i just got one and then you will lose it immediately is that's, that what, what? The,
0: that's the big risk now it was for free though so the stakes are pretty low with well, my who, new who's yeti giving you a
1: free yeti uh
0: one of the local not wisdom media companies I, I, I was bribed by a local tv station well, we'll just say I don't know
1: how the other places do it, but I I don't give you bleep. I just make you come in here on Fridays to do the show. Rick,
0: you were so nice when one, I had
1: one time. I gave you uh, what is it? What do we call it? The fluff from uh, festival. The fluffer.
0: fluff. You were so nice two weeks ago when I had COVID. You came to my place and bought the delicious chocolate
1: covered Oreos. No, I do not take credit for that. Did Hayes? I do made it? sure to tell your wife, Brianna. That I do not take any credit for the chocolate-covered Oreos from Finotti's. That was all Mike Hayes. Mike Hayes, make sure to n- make sure that I let you know that I did not do that. So the nice thing. If there was a nice thing about my case of covid cuz I was
0: really 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 sick. Well you're sick. divulging
1: now that you have covid. I we, did. even, we didn't I didn't bring that up cuz that's I, your personal thing. All
0: all three of us in the household had covid, my me, my 9-month-old and my wife. I had the worst case, though I mean I can't like ask my 9-month-old like how bad was <laughs> your case of covid? Yeah, right. I'm assuming it was a pretty mild case because she got better right away. But luckily, Rick I never lost my sense of taste, so I could taste the wonderful treats from Finotti's that you got me. My also, wife, however, did lose her sense of taste, so she was out of luck. Uh,
1: also, I heard like the medicine that you take, certain med are off. Like the when it comes to taste. Did, did, did you have to take medicine that was just gross?
0: So, I was prescribed the new antiviral. It's a pill that you would just take, like a capsule. However, I did take the, what is it, Mucinex that was, like, liquid. It was the worst-tasting thing I've ever had, so... I that was just a cold medicine though, yeah, just like cold or flu. flu. Over the that stuff. was just to deal with my runny nose and my cough and my sneezing and stuff like that. It was disgusting, completely disgusting.
1: Right, but that's just every day. Now, like yeah, anytime that, that, you get a cold,
0: that's just if you have a cold.
1: Um, yeah, I, I know people that still haven't gotten their, and it's been like a year, and they don't ta- they can't smell or taste. So yeah, my wife was the one who
0: lost her sense of smell and taste, but it did come back. And so we celebrated with pizza, of course, once she got her sense of taste back. Now, I will say, Rick, for a period of time, it was actually kind of nice that she didn't have a sense of taste while I did because I just got complete freedom to choose whatever I wanted for dinner.
1: Oh, I was going to say while you cooked.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, what it means, right? I mean, yeah, because it meant that I could have whatever I wanted. I mean, it was of no consequence to her what we had for dinner. She couldn't taste anything.
1: Well, I was getting at it like you're a terrible cook and she well, doesn't, I am a it terrible doesn't matter cook. what that she's is That is true. That is true. Because you got to get the wife some food. Oh, so, absolutely. And if you're cooking it, then it's going to be awful. And then she's got to deal with it, but she can't taste. So it's fine.
0: I'll just say, thank God for DoorDash while we were all had COVID. While everyone in the household had COVID. Thank you to the delivery drivers out there. Yeah, you like, got to get some
1: ads out here. DoorDash, sponsor the show, please. Fanatis, <laughs> you could sponsor my show and not that morning show. I don't know. Um, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. It did that at 100 miles an hour. So um, you can't actually text us, but we obviously have to do, are we going to do a whole show on Governor Governor Evers' budget. There's some interesting
0: stuff in there, but there is also a lot of stuff that is put out there for political purposes. There is some stuff that is a serious proposal trying to bargain with oh. the Republicans. There is other stuff that's just Governor Evers taking a position that he knows is dead on arrival with the Republicans who control the state okay, legislature. But, but
1: when he does that thing, the thing that's what what Robin Voss calls what a liberal wish list or something. I feel like that was one. Marklein, I think maybe one of them, too, did the, the whole liberal wish list. Right. OK. When Evers puts those out, is he doing that politically or is he doing that like, hey, These are – because he wouldn't put them out if he didn't actually think they were good. You don't put them out to troll the Republicans, do you, or do you?
0: In a sense, you do, Rick, because Governor Evers put out things that he knows is going to play well with the public.
1: For example – But that's – we don't even have to do examples. What's wrong with that? Hey, there's I'm gonna put on a thing that the public likes. There's nothing that wrong with Republicans it. Republicans don't like, but the the majority, of the public likes. Or that's politics, right? Right. That's, that's just politics. I don't even know if that's politics because there was there's another way to do this. Is you put something out there that's and then what, let's you put something out there. I can't do an example off the top of my head. We, maybe we can think about it in the break. And Republicans, you think a Republicans are gonna go? What? No. And then, but but let's just say. Let's just say they they're good with it. They put it in their budget because they're going to write their own budget. And the thing, and then Evers is like, "Oh crap! I have to actually veto this because I didn't actually want it. I just did that to troll Republicans." I mean. A little speculation that family leave might be that
0: policy. Now, I don't know for sure what's going to happen with paid family leave, but there is some talk that there might be some room for negotiation there. But that's a good example, Rick, of a situation where Governor Evers was throwing out a policy position, probably not expecting that the Republicans would agree to it. But there are some
1: conservatives that are interested in that. That's not a good example of what I'm talking about. No, it's not. It's not. And so mine would be like Governor Evers puts out a. Uh, everybody gets a a seadoo. Everybody gets a jet ski. <laughs> and then the Republicans would be like, "What is that? That's the biggest socialist scam ever." But instead, they go, "You know what? That's good. We'll sign that." And then they point to Evers and go, "This is Evers." Evers doing and then Evers be like, wait, I don't we don't have the money for everyone getting a jet ski. And now Republicans just signed it into law and I've got to veto it.
0: Nothing like
1: that that I'm aware <laughs> of in the budget. I mean, that's
0: extreme. But I, I mean, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, That is like incredible reverse psychology okay, in but, the budgeting process. Okay,
1: But a year ago, when right before the legislature took its nine months off at the end of 2022, the last nine months, by the way, they're doing, I think, seven months next year. The last seven months off, by the way, we should just say that every week. Um, they they were they were throwing bills at Evers like banning critical quote unquote critical race theory, but I don't but they those seem very trolling to me like they don't actually think that that's a thing and that's totally the political game so i want the i want i always want the democratic example of that and maybe it doesn't exist but that's where I'm, I'm at
0: i don't know that there is a good example on the democratic side rick because the two parties think about cultural issues so differently
1: bringing ted nugent on to you know deregulate guns well, bring ted nugent into the Capitol or wherever that you know whatever you want to call it uh to promote our our you know gun legislation. I mean, that's just, like, top... I don't know. What celebrity is Evers bringing to uh, promote his
0: things? And he did have some gun issues that were included in the budget, but you don't see, like, the celebrity who shows up to try to promote it, like Alec, you said. With,
1: Alec Baldwin? No, I, I don't No, no, no. <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. But it's not all I think about is you. Oh, I know this. Not I yeah. It's Yeah. I'm to the point now where I don't know names of songs or artists or anything. But you play a song, you're like, i heard that. Usually not, though. Unless it's from the 90s. 608-785-7914 is talking tech Text Line. I've been quizzing Chagoski on the Democratic trolling bills that happen anywhere, even, even if it was Wisconsin. I think I have a good Wisconsin one for you, as you brought up that one. And I don't even know if it's that big of a trolling bill. I think the general public would like this one. But, okay, so at one point we banned abortion, right? Like, just recently we overturned Roe v. Wade making abortion illegal. Right. Or making abortion up to the states. But in Wisconsin we have a 174-year-old law that basically bans abortion. And so the trolling legislation that a Democrat would have, and I don't know, do you have the state that this happened? I do. This was proposed in Texas. Texas, okay. And it's essentially... Uh, if, if abortions are banned in Texas, in fact, if you get an abortion, uh, uh, citizens can can tattle on you and get a ten thousand and get you fined for $10,000 or no. Do they get $10,000? Wasn't that the thing? They get a $10,000 reward for catching someone trying to get an abortion or. Yeah, it was like these bounties. That's what it was called. But on the flip side, somebody proposed legislation that then all men in the state right all men should get vasectomies yeah it was a ban on vasectomies
0: it was a ban on vasectomies oh, ban saying on that vasectomies. if if abortion would be banned then they would also
1: ban vasectomies oh because oh okay that's kind of the opposite of yeah, what i was yeah it was thinking. the opposite cuz i they, was saying everybody should all, all men should get a vasectomy until they're ready to have a baby, then they get it reversed because you can reverse those things pretty easily.
0: There was also a proposal in Texas to let's just say force people to undergo a very invasive exam before they could get a prescription for Viagra.
1: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, because <laughs> I mean I think some people get like funding for for Viagra. Like there's there's either like insurance f- helps pay for that, or um, and that 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 one's another. Like, okay, well, if we're going to if we're going to do this to women, then men shouldn't get, you know, free health care when it comes to getting it up. The thing, though, is, Rick, I mean, we don't
0: get a lot of those trolling pieces of legislation in Wisconsin, though. We see it in other states. I got one. You tell me
1: it's not a great example because this bill, I think everyone I think Republicans and Democrats in the public alike would be like, hell, yeah. Um, Governor Scott Walker, I think even Republicans now are trying to it's on the ballot, I believe. Penalties uh, going after poor people that want that need welfare. Yeah, but at one right. point work so, requirements work for requirements, that. But at yep, one yep, point, yep, yep. Scott Walker proposed drug tests sure. to get people. You have to take a drug test in order to get welfare, as if one has to do with the other. Uh, first of all, poor people don't have a ton of money to buy drugs. So, uh, but but I believe. I, I want to say it was Lena Taylor, but I'm not sure. Uh, but I think she proposed that all politicians get drug tested before they run for or Whatever it was, Some like we need to drug test all politicians because I don't think they have to take a drug test. Rick,
0: it kind of reminds me of Nikki Haley's proposal to have a cognitive test for politicians who are 75 years of age or older. Obviously, a, a reference to the fact that Joe Biden at age 80 is the oldest president ever. But Donald Trump... Trump is She's, also over age. I mean, Nikki 75 Haley's going well. going
1: up against Donald Trump, so it would first go to Donald Trump. Exactly. Um, that's ageism. I think you're going after somebody for being an age. I mean, we could give everybody the cognitive test. Why not? Sure.
0: I think everyone should get do you,
1: it. Do you, What do What do political scientists say about about maybe some kind of competency, not cognitive, but competency test? It, because when when you run for office, all you really have to do is just be the loudest person that that gains the most momentum gets the most popular you might not i mean there are people in our government that have no idea what they're doing right they're a congressman they're a house rep they they i mean i've i feel like i've talked to some of them like you really don't know about this legislation do you you don't have you're going to vote one way or the other and you don't actually know what's going on um but that that's a little too in the details but it would do do is there ever debate in the political science world about To run for office, you need to actually know some civics here, or know something about what you're you're getting into—a job interview, so to speak. Right? Not that I'm familiar with. I mean, one one idea that I could present
0: is that you would have to pass the citizenship test in order to run for office. I don't know, but Rick. This speaks to the issue of age, right? And we know that age is going to be a big issue in the presidential campaign. And I'm honestly not sure that this proposed cognitive test by Nikki Haley really speaks to the issue of age. Because like you said, we could imagine any number of politicians who might fail to pass this test, even if they're... 40,
1: even if they're 50. Well, wasn't Donald Trump bragging at one point about taking some cognitive test? He was, yeah. And then some of the questions leaked out and they were like, well, yeah, you passed that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was to screen for some kind of disease or real severe mental deterioration. Right. Um, And so, look, this is part of the physicals that presidential candidates and presidents do. We know that Joe Biden... Yeah, you know, it's very common for presidential candidates to report the results of a physical exam. Sometimes that hasn't been done. It's not an
1: official requirement. Or sometimes it's done by a doctor that comes out and says, you're the healthiest president in the history. In fact, you might be the healthiest person in the world ever.
0: That's why there is... A North
1: Korea-esque doctor. doctor, It's
0: not a good system. It's not a good system. We need to... Rightfully know the physical health of presidential candidates and their capacity to serve. And we do get a limited report from the physicals that presidents have. Joe Biden just got his physical the other day, and we got a limited summary of what happened there. But we don't get a lot of information. And so it's all done on a very informal basis. It's all done on a very sometimes sketchy basis. And so Nikki Haley is talking about making it a more formal system. But again, like you said, it might be open to accusations of ageism because she's not saying, let's give this test to everyone. Let's only give it to the people Mm -hmm. who are Seventy-five or older,
1: right? And, and who think, happened
0: to be her two main competitors?
1: And I think if we saw the cognitive test, we'd be like, okay, well, this uh, like like it's probably pretty basic. And it's a f- cognitive test, not like it's some kind of like. You know, test of your 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 ability to be a president.
0: The odd thing about Nikki Haley is that
1: she we should say Nikki Haley just announced. she's
0: Yeah. For president. Former governor of South Carolina, former ambassador to the United Nations under President Trump. The odd thing about her is that she's been questioned about areas where she disagrees with President Trump. There are no areas where she disagrees with President Trump, at least not that she that she said. It seems like her entire critique of President Trump is that he's too old. And her entire logic for her candidacy is that she's 25 years younger than he is. Well, I mean, she could go that or play the female card. I mean, she's also a woman. Like, she did we're... at the end of her speech the other day say, may the best women win when yeah. she was talking about the I mean, election.
1: I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, in, in speaking of North Korea, I think Kim Jong-un uh, released video of his daughter is very young. I think, I don't know how young she was, but, and then speculation was that she was going to succeed him as yeah. becoming the czar, whatever, whatever the North Korea leader is called, the great leader, Supreme what, leader any, or something Supreme like that. Yeah. that what Donald Trump called him? Um And it might be, you know, it might not be that long before North Korea has a female president before the United States. Yeah. So good job. Good job, United States. Um, We're going to go to the phones quick. You got your heads up. Uh, Hey, greg you're out on the air you, you there yeah well since uh it sounds like you're eventually going to get talking about the budget um one of the items that was on there or list of items was to get more state funding for schools and for municipalities yeah so my uh question to anthony is um where does the state get the money
0: because it seems to me like they get it from the taxpayers so It's just uh, a little
1: less efficient to send our money to the state to get it back to our local governments.
0: Yeah, Greg. So the proposal for the local governments is to take, of the 5% sales tax, take uh, 20% of that. So everything you buy, every dollar you buy of some purchase, 5 cents. Wouldn't it be 1% of the 5% then? 1%. 1% of the sales tax. tax. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. So essentially, we've got a sales tax that is 5% for the state government. The idea is what if we took some of that money and sent it to the local governments? What if we took one cent out of every dollar of a purchase? and sent that to the local government. And this is local government cuz he asked about schools, but this is a yeah, local government. Yeah. And so, and you know, Greg was bringing up kind of schools and local governments. So, the idea and this is something that Republicans and Governor Evers have both been open to, this idea of redirecting a penny from every dollar purchased for the sales tax, 1 cent, 1% of the sales tax is kind of hard to talk about Percentages on the radio. Hard to make good radio doing this. It's fine. Numbers <laughs> always suck on the radio. It's fine. Basically, to take twenty
1: percent of these no, sales, just say tests, one penny. Out one of penny
0: out of every dollar spent. I don't know how to talk about numbers well, on the radio. We're,
1: and we're going to give it to Lacrosse, like right. Yes. Uh, well, however, we the distribute that. The city of Lacrosse. Yep. However, or municipalities. Yep,
0: yep. And about half of it would go towards public safety, and about half of it would go towards whatever the local government wanted to use it for. So it's part of the shared revenue program. And both the Republicans and the Democrats agree that the shared revenue program is completely broken. Local governments are not seeing increases in the funding that they get from the states. The state government, it is causing local governments to be very cash strapped when it comes to just the basic things they do, like fire and police and collecting the trash and stuff like that. So local
1: governments are in a really tough spot. And so we see this buildup in our budget surplus by from essentially sales tax, right? Like That's that's where this bulk of this money has come from. It has been an absurd split screen when you think about it because on the one side of the
0: split screen, the state has a $7.1 billion budget surplus. On the other side of the split screen, local governments are making cuts and are cash-strapped and are having trouble just having
1: police and fire. It's ridiculous. And as for the schools, governor... Let's get into the schools in a minute. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back with that one. (laughs) Two Number two song of
0: 2022. Number two song of 2022, as it was by Harry Styles. Not digging it.
1: <laughs> Meh. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk text line. be lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Tchaegovsky in here as he is most Fridays. Except when I have COVID. <laughs> Except when he has COVID. Um, okay. I'm getting a vasectomy text here, so give me a second. Uh,
0: <laughs> we need to... Read that one carefully before it goes over the air. <laughs>
1: I have to, I'll have to dump myself. Uh, hey, Rick, speaking from experience, vasectomies can be reversed, but as years go by, your body builds antibodies against your sperm. Beyond 10 years, the odds are, are against having viable sperm. So the uh, all men should get vasectomies when abortions are illegal uh, to kind of curb the, the pregnancy uh, so it sounds like from from this texter that after a decade, that's not going to that's not going to work. So. All right. I guess we won't we won't make that legislation law. Nope. <laughs> 608-785-7914. Any other vasectomy takes, feel free to give us a text. <laughs> I don't want that phone call. Though. I don't know how to handle that. Um, all right. So Governor Eber's budget, any big, big, big surprises for you? Yeah, the Brewers Stadium. The Brewers um, Stadium for sure. The Brewers Stadium. Rick, what it, but why? Okay, so first, I'll just put it out there: two hundred ninety or ninety-five, two hundred ninety million dollars. Yep, for Brewer Stadium renovations. A- absolutely, Rick. And, and their sponsor is not paying for the show, so I refuse to say the name of the. stadium. We
0: will not say the name of the stadium on the Crosstalk PM. The money <laughs> would be used to pay for renovations. 20 years, apparently the brewers say that they need $448 million for renovations over the next two decades. Oh, they're planning ahead. Yeah, and so this would pay for a decent chunk of that, right? I mean, it would pay for more than half. And so the assumption would be that the state picks up the tab for, let's just do the back of the envelope math here, say 60% of the money for the renovations of blank,
1: blank. We're getting an envelope. (laughs) back of the envelope is it because you're on the counter it's a
0: saying rick
1: is it yeah because you're because you're we're at the counter right now talking and i just (laughs) opened some mail and there's There's always a piece of scrap paper that's at the back of the envelope. Someone text
0: in and confirm that back of the envelope is a saying. I mean, I'm not
1: denying it. It makes perfect (laughs) sense because I've done that. I've literally done that. Um, Okay, so it surprises you because that's in the budget at all? You know, it kind of came out of nowhere.
0: And so, obviously, there were some negotiations between the Milwaukee Brewers and Governor Evers that we didn't know about. Or Republicans Or apparently. Republicans didn't know about it. And so what was very interesting, Rick, is that Robin Voss, the Republican state assembly speaker and the most powerful Republican in Wisconsin state government, he was really upset about this. Why is Robin Voss more powerful than the Senate leader? Isn't the Senate the bigger entity? It is. So there are 99 members of the state assembly and 33 members of the state Senate. The state Senate, though, could be considered more powerful because they handle confirmations, like the people who are nominated. In fact, we could say that they have not handled confirmations because (laughs) they just haven't – I mean they haven't confirmed
1: anyone that Kevin Reavers has appointed. The federal government, is Kevin McCarthy more powerful than Chuck Schumer? It really depends on the issue.
0: The issue. really okay. depends on the issue. In this case, Rick, you know, Robin Voss was— I mean, he's been a
1: lo- around, He's been around forever. for
0: a long time. The, the longest, in fact. Yep. He was really offended— that Governor Evers did not give him a heads up about the Milwaukee
1: Brewers' Was he really situation. offended or did he just tweet out that he was really offended? You know,
0: he seemed upset, but he wasn't upset about the actual substance. Right. That's this what I thought some, was funny. This is something that we see so much in Wisconsin government, Rick, and it drives me crazy, where people aren't even really debating about the policy. They're debating about the process. Right. They're not debating about if it's a good idea to devote, what, $290 million in state funds well, for renovations th- at the Brewers' stadium. They're debating, that should I didn't. have gotten a heads up about this before it was well, announced? It's so funny, like Robin Boss. I
1: can't believe Evers proposed giving the Brewers $299, $290 billion without telling me I only have four months to think about this now. <laughs> like, come on, dude. You got four months to figure it
0: out. It, you know, it, it is a change from how you might have a secret set of negotiations where everyone is involved and the Brewers are there the legislators are there, the governor's there, everyone's involved, they hash out a deal in secret, they announce it, they're ready to go. This is just the governor and the brewers announcing a deal and maybe leaving the legislators in the dark a little bit. And so those process issues are really offensive, maybe fake offensive or actual offensive to certain individuals in the state government, but.
1: It's just something that we're seeing a lot. But we see the whole government here. Robin Voss, not offended by giving the Brewers $290 million. He would have tweeted that. He didn't want to offend the Brewers. Why? Because the Brewers are owned by a guy that's nearly a billionaire. And don't want to offend that dude. But why are we giving $290 million to a thing that is worth $1.2 billion? The guy that owns the team is $700 million. He's worth about $700 million. And apparently, you know, like we're good enough to pay Christian Yelich $20 million a year. So why don't you figure it out? Where's your rainy day fund, Milwaukee Brewers, like we, did, like yeah, we, we have the better the Badger bounce back program, right? The state funds small businesses. Maybe take that two hundred ninety million dollars and divvy it up to small businesses. Well, Rick, so- the idea is to just take the two hundred
0: ninety million straight out of the seven point one billion dollar right. surplus, and so you just grab that money from the surplus. It's a one time thing. And then it leaves your $7.1 billion light by a uh, matter uh, of, yeah, it
1: brings it down to $6.8 billion. Still pretty darn good surplus. But great time for the brewers to go, you know what? We need about $500 million. What can you do for Hey, us? politics is how all about people, timing. How many people are coming to the state right now looking for just money? Hey, you got $7 billion. You don't know. Minnesota too, right? $17 billion.
0: Rick, this is why these negotiations are so difficult because everyone thinks that now is is their shot to do
1: that thing that they've been wanting to do for a while. Robin Williams or Robin Williams. Robin Voss isn't saying this is a socialist cause. We can't. No, be he's giving, not. We can't give, be, be giving the Brewers money. I am, but. <laughs>
0: uh, again and again, the Republican complaints about this were all about how Governor Evers announced it. They were the Republicans right. don't seem to have a problem with the idea of giving the Brewers this amount of money and. The whole idea, according to Evers and the Brewers, is that this would extend the length of time that the Brewers
1: are in Milwaukee. Yeah, I called it a bribe on on, on my write up the other day. Yeah, so we're bribing the Brewers with three hundred million dollars to help them update their stadium, which apparently needs three hundred. The the stadium costs four hundred million dollars, so uh, to to keep them here for an extra thirteen years beyond the the lease that they have. So, so.
0: I have never been to that stadium and. My question is, does it need 400 million dollars of renovations? I know. If
1: you bought it, my house is, is as old as the Brewer Stadium right now. If I had to renovate my house for as much as I paid for my house, I would be like, hmm, maybe I'll just go buy a new house. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, but, but it's, again. But there
0: the problem is that a new stadium would cost into the billions.
1: Right, but— then, then see you later. Like go, right. for, like then you're gonna ask us for more money. You, we just stopped paying the Brewers Stadium off in Milwaukee. The sales tax, uh, the the true, sales tax edition ended in 2020, I believe. It did. Like uh, we we went through a pandemic while paying the Brewers Stadium off, and, and just like Minneapolis, uh, or I should say, the
0: Minnesota state government is going to pay off the U.S. Bank Stadium, the Vikings Stadium early. So yeah. sometimes the finances can work out pretty well. In this case there really wasn't apparently any indication that the Brewers were thinking about leaving. So this whole idea of extending their lease by 20 years and securing their future in Milwaukee was a little bit strange to me because you know I'd, I'd never heard any relocation rumors. Maybe
1: we should have some qualifiers. Hey, if we're going to give you $300 million, you need at least two World Series appearances. Oh, that's a good one. And if you don't get to the World Series then you have to pay us back. Ooh, I like because, it. Because the Brewers' ownership has every right to not pay their players. Like At some point, they're going to trade off all their high-paid players. And then they just went through arbitration with their best pitcher over $750,000. The best pitcher that they have, they were fighting for $750,000. The Brewers won the arbitration, so they don't have to pay him an extra million dollars. And now he's pissed. You know what he's going to do? He's not going to play for the Brewers anymore. He's going to leave. So that's going to, you know, like maybe we should hold the Brewers accountable for winning and if we're going to give them that money. All right. We're going to talk uh, more about the budget when we come back. Not a great song. We're just doing like the top songs of 2022. And we're <laughs> literally, I, I vetoed a couple. I used the veto pen on about five <laughs> songs. So this is like number nine on the list or so. But. Imagine Dragons. It's a good name, but... Nope, not feeling it. 608-785-7914 is the Talkin' Techside and UW-Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Trugoski, in here. We're burning all my thunder on the Brewer Stadium. This is a thing that I can rant and rave about for an hour without your help. <laughs> Other things in the budget that maybe uh, I don't know, like you. That was the biggest surprise to you, the, the Brewers thing. Big surprise to the Republicans, but not because of what you think, just because they didn't know that we were going to give million, a billionaire, you know, three hundred million dollars. Um, what else is in that budget? That
0: yeah, Rick, a, a tax
1: cut. So there's going to be
0: a big battle over tax cuts. We know that the Republicans want to go to a three point two five percent flat tax, where everyone would pay the same tax rate, regardless of how much they make. Currently, we have a progressive tax in Wisconsin, a progressive income tax, where the more people make in income, the higher percentage they pay.
1: You have to put progressive in quotes.
0: Right. It doesn't I, mean, like, liberal. It, no, I mean, no, but, but, but by
1: progressive, and oh, I do this every yeah, day. Oh, yeah, I
0: see what you mean. Like, it could be more progressive.
1: So the, the a flat tax lowers taxes for everybody except the lowest class people.
0: Yeah, you know, especially when you think about, like, what it would mean to have a 3.25% tax for everyone. Now, Governor Evers was talking about a much more modest and a much more targeted tax cut. He talked about having a 10% tax cut for people making less than 100000 and also a 10% tax cut for married couples and joint filers making at or below $150,000. So a very different proposal than the Republicans have. I think there's a deal to be made there. I think the Republicans are going to uh, not... Stick with their flat tax idea. I think the flat tax idea was an idea from the campaign where if Tim Michaels, the Republican candidate for governor, had won, then we'd be all aboard the flat tax train we, in this budget Yeah, process. because
1: Tim Michaels' taxes would go down significantly.
0: It would, the, the, <laughs> the flat tax would be on its way to being enacted had Tim Michaels gotten elected. But, but, Evers, but Tony the, Evers got elected, Evers so, so we're doing, not going to have it.
1: Evers is doing this wrong, too, though. He's going 10 percent for, for people making under $100,000 and 150000 but like there's we have this this tax system where people between making between twenty five thousand and two hundred and eighty one thousand dollars are all in the same tax rate. yeah, which is ludicrous. Yeah, it's a big tax bracket for sure. So middle class and you know kind of upper class people and we're all getting taxed at five point three percent there. Yeah, the idea from Governor
0: Evers is that he wanted to deliver more limited and targeted tax relief because he wanted to go big on school funding in yeah. his in his budget. K-12 funding? K-12, not UW funding. He did not provide the UW system with the increase that they were looking for. Now, of course, the whole asterisk to all of this is that the Joint Finance Committee, the legislature is going to go to work for this and through the next few months. And so we don't know what the ultimate outcome is going to be, but we do know that governor Evers initial proposal was not what the UW system had wanted. And that governor Evers instead opted
1: to go really big on new funding for K-12. Is any of this talk productive? Because Republicans have already said they're going to throw Evers budget in the garbage and start fresh. It
0: is productive Rick, because the Republicans, while they will craft a new budget They also need to have a budget that Governor Evers will sign. And so they're going to try to thread a needle here.
1: they got to take some cliff notes from his budget. they got to take some of these proposals.
0: They do. They obviously want a more conservative budget. But they they know that in order for the budget to actually become law, Governor Evers has has to sign the darn thing.
1: I asked this the other day, and we weren't sure. And I don't know if you're going to know. Maybe I don't know who would know if a flat tax proposal – gets into the budget, can Evers veto pen it? Yes. Oh, he can just not doing that. Then, then what? We just go to status quo, what we're doing now? Yeah, so
0: when- yeah. Any changes to the tax law, if he vetoed that, we would just stay with the current law. He could also veto the entire budget. Right. And that is a very... Well, we always talk about that, but
1: we haven't seen that he, ever. You from, know... We've seen that with Scott Walker and his Republican legislature for a long time, but we haven't seen that with Viter v- It was uh, pretty v- clear Evers. that Tony Evers was not going to do that during
0: his first term because he wanted to try to portray himself as working with the Republicans in order for him to have a better shot at re-election. He
1: signed two budgets, though, he right? He did. He has signed two budgets. He did. Um, the, the last one was funny, though, including
0: because- a very large tax cut in the last budget that the Republicans were really mad at him for then taking credit for in the
1: campaign. Well, this is, this is my question. This is my confusion is when Republicans go, we're going to throw Evers budget in the garbage because it's a liberal wish list and start our own. Then they create a budget and Evers gets it and signs it. Then they're mad that he signed it and takes credit for it.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, in politics, it's heads, you heads, heads, I win, tails, you lose, right?
1: Yeah. I saw that on the back of an envelope at one
0: point. (laughs) No, there's no winning in politics. You're always going to get criticized by the other side, no matter what you do. So in in politics, it's just a very contentious situation between the Governor and the Republican in Republicans in the legislature, no doubt, it's going to be a contentious debate over taxes because Robin Voss wants like at least 3000000000 dollars ish of tax cuts, and Governor Evers is not proposing anywhere near that. Meanwhile, Governor Evers is proposing the type of increase to K twelve that the Republicans are not at all going to accept. So there's going to have to be a real meeting in the middle on these issues i don't know how the republicans are going to play their hand here but they have again four Rick,
1: months to do so they,
0: they do they have a lot of time to figure it out they have a lot of time to deliberate and well, get and, a sense of what the what the governor will accept
1: well and speaking of planning ahead easter is the um, uh, is easter next month right easter? it is no March uh, is it in march or in april No, i forgot when easter is uh april early april it's in april, right yeah uh speaking of planning ahead a man uh was planning ahead he he uh he is two 200- hundred. Thousand Cadbury eggs. Apparently, <laughs> this is a story that I saw that, uh, but but he didn't acquire these two hundred thousand Cadbury eggs legally. This is this plays right along the lines of last week, and we forgot to have the school district call it, come in and and tell us how somebody steals one point five million dollars. Yeah, worth of this is wings. a
0: great follow up to our story from last week where we found that there was a school district. twenty second. No, where we th- got one there minute, is a one school minute. district where one of the school lunch workers stole $1.5 million of chicken wings. And I want to know how that happened. Here we have also a food theft, not as impressive, but very seasonal. This is from The Guardian. In what one prosecutor called an organized crime matter, Joby Poole, age 32, pled guilty to theft and criminal damage... In England, this was a crime in England. His crime They celebrate Easter there. They do. He broke into a warehouse on February eleventh and towed away a trailer with about two hundred thousand Cadbury Cream eggs valued at about thirty seven thousand dollars. He didn't get very far. When police stopped him, he walked toward them with his hands up. This clearly wasn't a spur of the moment offending, one prosecutor says. You don't just happen to learn about a trailer with that type of value
1: being available. It can't be 200,000 Cadbury eggs, valued yeah. at $37,000? So they're not that expensive. No way, that's that's really expensive. Divided by 37,000, that's $5.40 an egg. Really? What kind of, kind of deal they run in there in England? Unless I'm doing the math wrong, 200,000 eggs. Oh, wait a minute, I did the math wrong. It's actually, I did, I, I divided the wrong way. It's 18 cents an egg, which is... Way too cheap. 18 cents an egg. What a bargain. What the, what, what was this guy going to do with 200,000 Cadbury eggs? Well,
0: a similar
1: mystery to last week. What was our
0: school lunch person going to
1: do with $1.5 million of chicken wings? Chicken wings to me seems more more imperil because you have to get rid of those chicken wings. You can freeze them, but still, they only going to stay in the freezer for so long. Also, it costs money to freeze them. Cadbury eggs. I feel like if you found a Cadbury egg right now from last Easter... If you like Cadbury eggs, you're eating that, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, you, I mean, if, especially if even if you don't like Cadbury eggs and you only kind of like them, you're like, well, this is from last April, but, uh, I'm, get, I'm going to eat it.
0: How controversial would it be f- for me to admit, Rick, that I really like marshmallow peeps? Like, really like marshmallow peeps. Well, they have
1: flavors. You have, like root beer flavored marshmallow peeps? Well,
0: all flavors I like.
1: It's so, it's so controversial. We're ending the show. <laughs>